Hey everybody, welcome to 2819. This is Gabe Gutierrez and I'm joined as always by Chris back from out of town west. What's up, man? How's it going, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome yeah. back from out of town. Thanks. From this, yeah, out of town. Out of town could be like just the next town over. But uh, <laughs> Well, we all talked about last time how you were going to Arizona to go see your brother-in-law enter the church. Yeah. How did man. that go? It was awesome. It was beautiful. It was... Um, it was a little weird with the spacing out and stuff, like as far as the, uh, the, the there were still r- restrictions, like no one spaced out, but like <laughs> mentally, <laughs> but we right. were physically distanced. And it's a long uh, mass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was it was beautiful. He had um, like there were 16 of us there who uh, who were there in support of him. So that was that was really cool. His family came in, and um, yeah, just a really awesome gift to 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 be there. And um, you know, he he's a man of not uh, not many words and stuff, and like he doesn't like overexpress himself or anything like that. But but someone asked like, how do you feel? And he was like, purify. And so that was really cool. That was uh, that, that was super cool afterwards. So uh, he's doing great. Yeah, uh, continue to pray for him. Pray pray for his family. Like his two kids were, were there and stuff too. So just really awesome and a really uh, powerful witness to all of us of like his faith and his desire to be received into the church. So praise God. Amen. Hey, and as we talked about last time, it wasn't just him that entered the church. Everybody from the diocese of Fort Worth that was going to enter at the Easter Vigil also entered the church yes. and the Vigil of the Pentecost. Yes. Yeah, so much reason for rejoicing. Yes, for sure. His was on Pentecost night, so it was actually Sunday. It wasn't on Saturday, but uh, but yes, okay. yeah, like um, well, I, then. yeah, I can't uh, imagine how like the sigh of like ah, you know uh, refreshment or purity that, that they have, but then also all of like the DREs and all their teachers and stuff like that. I'm I'm sure they are very happy to have seen. Um, all of them finally go go through all of that. So praise God for that for sure. Absolutely. That's super cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, Chris. Yes. If I can call you Chris. <laughs> Crystal Ball. <laughs> Crystal Ball. Uh-huh. You know what my great grandma used to call me? She used to call me Chris Tuffer. <laughs> She's very German, and so instead of, like, Christopher, she would, like, Chris Tuffer. <laughs> oh, my sweet Chris Tuffer. So, yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's a cute story, Chris. <laughs> Chris Tuffer. More like Chris Softer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... We just had Pentecost, and I do need to apologize to our listeners because um, one of the things that we mentioned on the last podcast was about the plenary indulgence. If you prayed the Veni Creator Spiritus on Pentecost and fulfilled the other obligations that accompany a plenary indulgence, that you could obtain a plenary indulgence for yourself or for someone who's passed away before you. 
And then wouldn't you know it, we had difficulties uploading the podcast. And it didn't get up until the day after Pentecost, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Oops. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully, even when you listen to it, you could click the link that was in the show notes and see the prayer of any creator spiritus and still pray it with great devotion. And yes. maybe that'll count. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still within the... Uh, oh, never mind. No no octave of Pentecost. You know, I think it used to be. It did. It did used to be. So, you know, <laughs> that's beyond time and space, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly, yeah. Vinny Creator Spiritus. We can yes. hope anyway. <laughs> So I, I know by the time you guys listen to this, it, it's already going to be past the next Sunday, which is Holy Trinity Sunday. And I know we talked about how we should break down the Vinny Creator Spiritus prayer on the next podcast. But I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, we'll, we'll save that for next year. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we'll Keep talk about listening. Pentecost like weeks ahead of time. Right, exactly. <laughs> you have plenty of time to prepare. We have plenty of time to prepare, yes. And knowing us, we'll get it up like the day before. <laughs> You've had all of this time? Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys got to understand, we barely know what we're doing. <laughs> if that. English is my second language. <laughs> yeah, and procrastination is mine. Excuses. But here's a bunch of <laughs> and procrastination. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway. uh, for all of those who were looking forward to the, our uh, line by line breakdown of any creator spiritus, I'm so sorry. You'll have to wait till next year. But hey, keeps you listening, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Chris, um, what are we going to talk about? I think it'd be good to talk about, um, since it'll be after the uh, Holy Trinity um, Sunday, um, the Solemnity of the Holy Trinity, the Most Holy Trinity, right? Um, what are what are your thoughts on the Trinity, Gabe? <laughs> Chris, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so, Chris, the thing about tackling the Trinity is that you can't. <laughs> yeah, I was just like it's a say. mystery of our faith that you can never really fully wrap your arms around. Right. So tackling is more like um, you can kind of like headbutt or something, but but you can't tackle it. You can't. You can try and grasp at it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it is the central mystery to our faith. Like if we don't believe in the Holy Trinity, then nothing else makes sense. Amen. Yes. Like that's one of the key things that defines us as Christians and not necessarily just Catholics in general, but Christians, period. Yeah, for sure. And and so it is it is good to talk about, although it can't be fully grasped. It is very important to talk about, yeah, what we believe and what what it is. So. Chris, what is it? <laughs> yeah. So the uh, most most holy trinity is. um the, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that we believe in one God, 
that that is three persons uh, sharing that one divine nature, and that they are distinct but inseparable, and that uh, the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but the Father is not the Son, who is not the Holy Spirit, who is not the Father. So they are three persons and one God. Um, so yeah, obviously, I think our listeners are, are familiar with like the different analogies that uh, that are given with 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 the Trinity, like as far as like the three leaf clover, or I've heard other things like ice can be, you know, um, at one point steam, at one point liquid, at one point a solid. But those are all those all of those analogies are like they complete they completely fall short of the most holy trinity like they are it's uh there's a there's a funny youtube video of uh yeah i was thinking that while you were talking it's oh, it's Patrick. uh from some i think it's like a lutheran i think uh, it's lutheran yeah group that that did it but it's it's right on it's solid it's talking about patrick trying to explain the trinity to the the natives of ireland yes and uh he's using these analogies and these two guys are like oh patrick oh patrick yeah and uh they're they're like he's trying to explain it explain the trinity and, they're just and they're trashing like, him that's modalism <laughs> patrick oh patrick yeah so <laughs> you don't want to fall into any of the i'll heresy. put a link to that yes yes please do that would be uh yeah that would be great so so any analogy that we are to give um completely fall short of, of, of the Trinity. And so, uh, but again, it is important to talk about like what we know about the Trinity has been revealed to us. So it's not something that comes from reason, but it comes from divine revelation, right? It, it, it comes straight up from divine revelation. We can reasonably know that there is a God. We can reasonably know that he created us and, and things like that. But when it comes to the intricacies of the, of the mystery of the Holy Trinity, we know that because of divine revelation. When you are first going through the catechism, uh, it, it will take you through the basic, you know, what is faith and, and who is God and how he calls out to us. And uh, it talks about how with reason we can come to know about God and his existence right. on our own. Right. But but that's limited, right? Yes. Just like what you're talking about. Uh, there's only so much we can know about God on our own. Yeah. So God, praise God, chooses to reveal himself to us. He doesn't right. want us to just stay there and be limited by those limitations. Right. <laughs> he, he wants us to know him intimately. And because of that, he reveals himself mm-hmm. through the ages. And this understanding of the of the Holy Trinity comes from Him Himself. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, again, any analogy that we give falls falls short. But like, if you've ever uh, gotten a box of Legos and it has like the picture on the front of like um, what it's supposed to look like, and and it's some kind of car or spaceship let's say spaceship okay or something like that like a star wars uh, like a lego set um but you didn't have instructions there would be pieces that would be missing from that puzzle pieces missing from that that final model right and so or when you put together something from ikea 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you, <laughs> you need, I've always got like pegs left over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually when I get stuff from Ikea, I'm like, Oh, I could do this. And then, yeah, I have pegs left over because I don't follow the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like divine revelation is kind of those instructions that were given by God himself to get to this end result, right? The Holy Trinity. I mean, the, the, um, the Catechism, paragraph 234, says the mystery of the Holy Trinity is the central mystery of Christian faith and life. It is the mystery of God in himself. It is therefore the source of all the other mysteries of faith, the light that enlightens them. It is the most fundamental and essential teaching in the hierarchy of truths of the faith. So, like, so again, big deal, right? Like the 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 central, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the central mystery of our faith. And I think we can— we can go throughout our whole life just reflecting on the Trinity, on the Trinity, um, yeah, on, on, on that mystery of the three persons of the Trinity and how, like, we're able to have a relationship with, e- with each of the three persons. Um, but at the same time, like, um, yeah, that relationship with God, it's just, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's an awesome mystery, and um, it's good to, yeah, reflect on. So the major takeaway here, what is the Holy Trinity— a big deal. That's what it is. It's a big yes. deal. Yes, absolutely. And it's something that we can only come to know because God has chosen to reveal it to us. Right. And um, with, again, with the analogies and, and, and things like that, one of the, uh, well, I guess, um I know there, there's there's a lot of things that we can say, but like, um, because this is the central mystery, uh, where in Scripture, Gabe, um, do uh, do we find like a uh, a proof of the Trinity's uh, existence? Where do we uh, kind of come to this this mystery? Where is Revelation happening? Right. Where is Revelation happening? Yeah. Right. And there's a few different places. We see, of course, at the baptism of the Lord, where Jesus is present and the heavens open up and the spirit descends like a dove Mm -hmm. upon Jesus. And we hear the voice from the sky saying, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. And then we see this again at uh, the transfiguration when they're up on the mountaintop. Mm -hmm. And again, the sky is opened. The dove is present. And then we hear the same, the voice of God with the same message that this is my, my beloved son, listen to him, right? Yeah. So that's more, go ahead. Well, uh, and I, I was going to say too, like, and, and within scripture, right? Like Jesus is called the son of God, right? Uh, the gospel for um, Trinity Sunday, the solemnity of the most holy Trinity is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. It's John 3.16, and that's the first verse of the gospel that we'll hear, uh, that we hear on the solemnity. So there's there's a ton of language in the gospels that say that the Father gave his Son. Uh, and then even in John's gospel at the end of the Last Supper, when he's talking to his Father, uh, we, we hear a lot about that, about um, Jesus' relationship with his Father. Uh, so definitely in the New Testament, uh, we hear... Uh, allusions to this and even in the old testament right and the prayer that uh jesus has is that the um let them be one as you and i are one 
Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, which super relevant to everything that's going on, right? Yeah. In the in the midst of the world that we live in, that has so much chaos and so much division and so much pain, we have this solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, that is this loving uh, community family of three persons that are perfectly united together to be one God. And the, the prayer from Jesus is that that reality of unification and love uh, is experienced by us as well. And of course, that's fully realized uh, when, God willing, we are with him in heaven one day for all eternity. And so that's, again, New Testament. And even in the Old Testament, right, when, when we were talking before this, um, in Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 26, when God creates everything, creates all, all of the stars, the heavens, the skies, the um, creatures of the, 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 the earth, the, the waters. He separates, you know, and like the different domes and stuff like that. But his last creation, right, the, the fulfillment of all creation, he says, let us make man in our image. In uh, our image and likeness, uh, he created them, right? Or in, in his image and likeness, he created them. So, um, yeah, let us make man in our image, right? Like, it's just an interesting uh, interesting thing that, that, that it says us, uh, right? And, of course, this was written in Hebrew. And the Hebrews, or the, the Jews, they, they don't uh, look at this as a Trinitarian God, but kind of like a royal we kind of thing. But we read it, we can read it as like, there's a reason that, that it's a royal we, because it is a we. It's a, it's a we, it's the Trinity um, that, uh, that, that is saying, let us, let us make man in our image. Yeah, and, and they're saying it based on the knowledge that they have available to them. Correct. Which, uh, and, and we have the benefit of the... Again, divine revelation. The knowledge of, Je exactly, divine revelation, <laughs> like Jesus coming to earth, revealing himself... Talking right. about the Father, talking about how uh, an advocate will come, the, the Paraclete, the Holy Spirit. Um, we we have in in Luke's Gospel the account of the Annunciation, right, where the angel Gabriel comes and says that God, the Father, has willed it for Mary to bear His Son. And so we have Father, we have Son. She says, "How can this be?" He says that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. So here we have the Trinity interacting with mary to bring god to earth so we have like you said the, the benefit of this revelation to look back now upon the old and see with new eyes um the truth that was there from the beginning but maybe was veiled right yeah like what you're talking about here genesis chapter 1 verse 26 this is huge now when we look back here and say, you know, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, right? So, okay, and then 27, God created mankind in his image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Right. So we have some, some shifting here of tenses. We have, let us make man in our image, and then we have, he created them. So this unity here that there are multiple persons yeah. making one God. Yeah, and um, the, the other interesting part like and that, that I, I love about our, our Catholic faith is um, 
right? We're not just scripture, but we're also tradition, right? So it's it's not just it's not sola scriptura. We don't believe in sola scriptura. We believe in in scripture and tradition. And if you you know, for for a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters, that rubs them the wrong way because they're like, well, the Bible is the authority. But if you ask them, where is the word Trinity in Scripture? It's not there. They're, it's they're, not they're, there. Yeah. So the 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 literal words, Holy Trinity or Trinity, and every Christian, again, this is the central mystery of our faith, and yet the Trinity, like that word, that doctrine, that definition is nowhere in scripture like it does not define the it doesn't say trinity right and so um just you know in the name of the father and the son and of the holy spirit like there's again allusions not illusions but allusions to that and it alludes to uh the trinity but we had to have um kind of this that by the way is another explicit revelation right Yes. That you just touched on right here. We have at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, which we talked about a couple times ago, right. that he sends them out the Great Commissioning, and he says, "Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit." There right. it is, Trinity. Yes, but but again, it doesn't use that word, <laughs> right? That word, right. Right. Uh, yeah, Trinity is not used. So it's just, uh, yeah, awesome that uh, um, again we believe the uh, Scripture and tradition. Uh, right, scripture and tradition, and uh, uh, we had to have this like, for the first like 300 years of the church's existence, we had to have this like fight <laughs> uh, amongst you know heresies and 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 the church to like really define this, right? And like the Council of um, Ephesus in 325 had a lot to do with this definition of 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 the uh, the Trinity, and specifically talking about the nature of Christ, right? So like the reason why. The Trinity, um, like we we're saying with divine revelation, it was revealed to us by Christ himself. And 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 we have to answer this question. We have to – like it, it really stems from the question, who is Jesus Christ? Is he God or is he man? Or is he both? Right? And if he's both, what does that mean? Um and, uh, and 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 again with with the Holy Spirit and stuff too like what uh, what does that mean and that's how we've come up with this Trinitarian doctrine in, in our in our church Re- yeah again stems from who is Christ who is Jesus Christ because if he's not God if he's not God then what he did on Calvary what he did on the cross like um, like if I were to if I were to be uh, put to death and I said um, I am going to die for the sins of Gabe, <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah, you're welcome. But really, would that have any merit? Probably not. <laughs> no, right? Like, not at all. I couldn't, like, forgive you of your sins if I were to die. You're pretty awesome, but, you know, <laughs> there are limitations. Thanks, man. Um yeah, so uh, there there are definitely limitations. So like it could not have happened unless he uh, he were God, and then uh, he has to be a fully man too, and that gets into more like Christology. But like, um, yeah, Jesus is God, <laughs> and and we be- believe that he is the second person of the Trinity. I think another thing that helps us to understand this unique relationship. Is, is to go back here to this piece in Genesis that we're talking about here uh, in verse 26, 
27, and the fact that God is wanting, desiring to make us in his image. And in doing so, he makes us male and female. Mm. Mm. That uh, the masculine, like male, bears the image of God. But the female also bears the image of God. Yeah. And one is not lacking, and the other is not lacking. Like, they both image God, mm. and, and perhaps in a more complete way, it's both together. Right. Right? He doesn't create man and just set him to the side and then go somewhere else totally different and create woman and set her to the side. Right? That, that he creates them together one for the other and it's in that unique relationship between the two that god is fully imaged yeah yeah and and specifically when there is fruit as as well right or or like an openness to 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 that fruit as well right so 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 this image yeah go ahead yeah i was gonna say we're fond of saying god is love yeah. And so if God is love, then love has a lover. Yep. Has a beloved. Yep. And has love itself realized. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So when we see that in the Trinity, we see the lover, the father, the beloved, right. the son, and that love itself realized. The Holy Spirit. In in the couple, exactly. In in the couple we have man and woman husband and wife, as lovers, right? Loving each other as beloveds, right? And then we see this love realized Mm -hmm. as this couple bears fruit and and has children as a sign, as a a physical, tangible sign of that love Mm -hmm. that is invisible. In many ways, you can say that children have a sacramental reality in Mm -hmm. so far that they... um, are a physical sign of this invisible reality, that being the love between the husband and the wife. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's the theology of the body. Like, if our listeners know anything about the theology of the body, they know that that what we're talking about, like, is is a, a large part of um, what uh, Christopher West or Monica Afshauer or, or, or any of those, uh, the Theology of Body Institute, like, talk about this and and john paul ii who you know preached on this theology of the body that uh that, that's who it started with right uh <laughs> the, yes <laughs> no, yeah um but like our bodies speak a language of this love because we are made be, and because we are made in the image and likeness of god we shouldn't view our uh bodies as something that is um, sinful or, or, or detestable or anything like that. Like, but instead our, our bodies is, are, are actually like a proof of God's existence. And, um, again, like, like you're saying an image of God, because it says so in scripture that, that, uh, because we are made in the image and likeness of God, because we have a male body or a female body, um, we are made in the image and and likeness of God. And I think one of the truly great gifts 
of the theology of the body is this greater understanding that we can have of God, of the tri- of the Trinity, of everything that we're talking about here uh, that we're going to be celebrating and uh, reflecting upon, meditating upon this coming Sunday. This unique relationship of love that is enjoyed by God, right? That, that he is this perfect family, this perfect uh, community, this perfect body of love that mm-hmm. has three unique persons, mm-hmm. but completely together are one God. And so, again, all analogies, all symbols ultimately fall short. Yeah. But when we look at a family and we see lovers, beloveds, and, and signs of that love, all with their unique personalities, all different but still coming together to form this one body that is a family, we have a glimpse there. I mean, even if it's just a glimpse of the Trinity here on earth, mm-hmm. that, that that image can open our eyes to the greater reality and understanding of what God has waiting for us mm-hmm. in heaven, right? To be part of yeah. that family. Right. Yeah, yeah. One one other reflection that I've had on 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 the the Trinity and and specific, specifically with um, God the Father, He is not made in our image, but we are made in His image, right? And so, our fatherhood, uh, like the 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 way that that we are called to be fathers, again, yeah, biologically, spiritually, whatever, um, a lot of times falls short. Uh, all like not not all the time, but like all of, I, I I would say all human beings fall short of fulfilling that. All fathers fall short in some way, shape, or form. In, you know, in, in minor ways and major ways. Yeah, I don't think short. that's a controversial statement. Right. Yeah. I fall so, short of God. <laughs> yes. So, so when we look at God the Father, we shouldn't look at Him with our eyes, and and we shouldn't portray Him as like our biological father, or we shouldn't, I guess, uh, you, you know what I'm trying to say? We shouldn't like, um, impart our relationship with our biological father on God, the father. Um, instead we should mirror his fatherhood. He doesn't mirror our fatherhood. We should be mirroring his fatherhood. If if that makes sense. Like the, he is the original father. And so the reason, yeah, go, go ahead. He is not like us. Right. Yeah. We are trying to be like him. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that goes into the whole family, right? Like we need to be striving for the Trinity, right? Like we need to be striving for, uh, to, to, um, yes, for heaven. Hashtag relationship goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In heaven, but here on earth, like how are we mirroring the Trinity? You know, and like the the things and, and we were talking about this before, like the the things that uh, I think hurt our society the most, the things that hurt our society the most are, um, yeah, the relationships. I mean, Satan attacking the family, the world attacking the family, you know, and uh, hey, <laughs> we've been uh, interrupted by a two year old. <laughs> <laughs> 
Happy birthday. He he's remembering the homily from Pentecost where the priest said oh, that it's our, our birthday. birthday. So now he thinks it's his. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> We've moved on from Pentecost, Gaby. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so Satan, like, wants to attack the family because it should be a mirroring. It should be a mirroring image of the Trinity. And so the easiest way that he can separate us, divide us, um, lure us into hell is through the family. Yes. Yeah. So like the division that we have. Uh, the, the, so much division in, in our, our country and uh, and in the world, not to oversimplify it, but it can be boiled down into uh, the de- deterioration of of the family. I think that's everything. I think when you were saying that this this concept about how, you know, God does not image us, we image him. That's the first temptation or mess up we have when we look at at God, right? That we have our own life and our own experiences, and uh, even if you had the best dad ever, he still messes up. Even yeah. if you had the best mom ever, she still messes up. Yeah. Like this is just the reality that 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 putting your faith and trust in humans yeah. will yeah. fall short. Like it'll come yeah. crashing down because yeah. we're not perfect. Right. So we take that woundedness and we say, oh, God is father. Christ is our brother. And I, and I think about my brother and go, oh, my gosh, like, geez, all the stuff that we did growing up, you know, <laughs> or I think about my dad. Right. And just yeah. the different whatever. Right. So we take our woundedness and then we see God through that image. And what we do truly then is veil this revealed truth. Yes. Yeah. And so it's on us to really work and trying to be intentional here on uh, growing in our faith and our prayer life to strip this veil. Right. So that we can see God for who he is as as much as we can. And and I love what you said here so that we can mimic that so we can imitate that the best way we possibly can. So if if the lover, the father loves the beloved, the son in the most purest, best, beautiful way possible, am I loving my wife that same way? No! <laughs> and is she loving me that same way? Well, that's, maybe, she's listening. So say, yeah. <laughs> am I loving my kids that way all the time? No. And so, like, what a great examination of conscience, if you will, to look at the Trinity and the unique relationships here within this beautiful family and and look at our families and go, how are we modeling that? And where are we falling short and how can we improve? Because you're absolutely right. If the, if the family is this image of the Trinity here on earth, and it's most perfectly imaged in the Holy Family, of course, with the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, good Saint Joseph, and with Jesus, of course, that, that if, this family is this image of the Trinity. Well, who hates God the most? Satan. And just like when you see a picture of something that you don't like, you know, you kind of want to like 
tear it down or move it away. Like, oh, I don't want to see that. Like, of course, he's going to, like, break apart any image of he who he hates the most. Yeah. And so no wonder we are bombarded with an onslaught of temptations and, and problems and wounds all throughout the family, whether yeah. it be uh, abusive parents or absentee parents or no parents uh, or, or parents who love but still fall short in certain other ways. Addictions attacking not just the person with the addiction, but the people who love that person. Man. Yeah. Out of all of the, like, um, freedoms that we have and choices that we have, like, family isn't one of them. <laughs> like, the, the family that we're born with, the family that we're born into, like, is not is not up to us. <laughs> um, but, um, but, but with that being said, like, all of us have a family, right? All of us um, come into this Better world worse. in a community. Um, That's right. In a community, and hopefully, right, again, so the strive should be that we give our children, like, that community of love, uh, right, and that community. And, and so we we can help our family. We, we can direct our families. Um, and, and, and so... Um, getting caught up in, in, in all of that and all of the negativity of the world. Yes, those are all true. And that is all true. Um, but I, it, it, going back to what we keep on coming back to in this podcast, right. Is this, this personal ownership and personal, like, uh, uh, practice of discipline and of faith and of prayer, um, that we have ourselves, but that we give to our family and that we are there for our family to, um, to grow with and to be that mirroring image of, of the Trinity. Chris, the family is under attack. Yep. There's no question about that. It's being torn apart. It's being wrinkled up. It's being tossed aside. It's being redefined and reimagined. It is under attack. And when you look at these problems on the global level, it can be overwhelming. But what can we do? Yep. And, and right, it's, this is exactly what you're talking about. What can we do? It starts with what, what we do every day, like how we act, how we treat people. Yeah. And, and of course, right, like uh, even, even with this, this being said, and, and, and we know a lot of our listeners and stuff, and, and we know – a lot of good Catholic families uh, who them themselves are awesome followers of the word and of the Lord. Uh, but yet for some reason, like their children, uh, right, have gone away, have strayed away from the faith and stuff like that. And so like this is in no way, shape or form like, a, again, you can control you. And at some point, and you can to a certain extent control your family. But on the other hand, they also have free will. They also have um, you know, this, this, um, yeah, the, the, the choice to, to follow Christ, to make the faith theirs and, and things like that. So, um, we can always pray for our families, pray for, uh, you know, the, 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 the brokenness that we see in our own families. Um, and we should, and we should, we need to, we absolutely need to, um, 
but uh but but yeah like striving for that uh mirroring the 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 trinity as as much as possible yeah yeah focusing on our day-to-day focusing on our our interactions our reactions our thoughts and and really our primary vocation right this universal call to holiness am i being who god has created me to be yeah like that's what my family needs my family needs me to pursue God with reckless abandon. My mm. family needs me to be as holy as I can be. And if I can do that, then I can share in in the best way I possibly can, at least, the love that God has for them. Yeah. And and maybe through that, it, it will speak to them, it will resonate with them, and they will respond as well. Yeah. This is how we image it. Yep. Yeah. Amen. So it's not just another Sunday. No, it is Don't not. Don't let this Sunday be just another Sunday. Yeah. Let it be a time to really take a look at you and your family. Yeah. And uh, how are we imaging mm-hmm. this community of love? And. And I think an important part with that, just that I think one of the last things that, that I, I, I want to say is in order to image something, you have to have a relationship with him, with, with, with that. So we can have a relationship with God the Father, with God the Son, obviously, and with God the Holy Spirit. And so like improving your relationship with them will improve your relationship uh, with with others, with your yeah, with 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 your family, and um, this this brings me to um, my favorite image that the Catechism gives for the Trinity um, when it's talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, it, it again says that uh, in, in paragraph six eighty nine that the uh, so the in adoring the Holy Trinity, life giving, consubstantial, and indivisible. The church's faith also professes the distinction of persons. When the Father sends his word, he always sends his breath. When the Father sends his word, he always sends his breath. Right? And so, like, you can't speak without uh, breath. And uh, so when the Father sends his word, he always sends his breath. And so I think that's just a beautiful, like, sentence in paragraph 689 uh, that just, right, hopefully encourages you to, um, when you have a relationship with Christ, uh, you do have a relationship with, with, with the Holy Spirit. And so like, just, I guess, um, continuing to, to hearken back to that and, and that we can have a relationship with God, the father and God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit and, um, uh, and, and growing in that Trinitarian love with him so that we can grow in that Trinitarian love with our families. That's beautiful. I love that. I can't draw a picture of someone that I've never seen mm-hmm. or seen only one time or two times. Right? I can't tell you about someone that I don't know. Right. So if imitation is the highest form of flattery <laughs> and the best way to imitate or image is to spend a lot of time with that person so that yeah. you can pick up on who they are, then uh, let's flatter God <laughs> by spending a lot of time with him 
so that we can image him to all those around us, especially our families. Amen. Amen. Anything else? (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. Hey, guys, uh, we didn't say this at the beginning, but uh, 2819 is an outreach of St. Louis Van Seton Catholic Church in Keller, Texas. Um, I would really encourage you, and, and the link to this is in the show notes, but I would really encourage you to visit the parish's Facebook page to see all the different upcoming events they have going on. They've just uploaded a ton of different events. I think they've got a conference coming to the parish, a uh, Fullness yeah, of Truth conference. Truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've got some stuff coming up if you're thinking about being Catholic. I mean, just please go to the Facebook page. You can click on their posts. You can click on their events. And that's one of the best ways to stay connected to the parish and to see what they have going on. In some ways, it's even more updated than the website. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's better than reading the bulletin, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's going gonna, gonna to do it for us, guys. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. And uh, know that we uh, love you and we're thankful for you and we're praying for you. Uh, please, if you don't mind, share this podcast with your friends, with your family. They don't have to go to St. Louis Van Seton to listen to this podcast. And in fact, some of our listeners don't. So yeah. please uh, share it with all those that you know, uh, especially what a great way to share truth and image God to others by sharing this humble little podcast. <laughs> We'd really appreciate it. And of course, you can always visit our website by going to 2819.fireside.fm. Please give us five stars, a review. And if you do that, we'll be happy to read your comments online or on our podcast, wherever, whatever this is. Whatever this is. In any event, go out, glorify the Lord by the way you live your life. Thanks be to God. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. During 2819, Chris and Gabe, while we're in the quarantine, Chris and Gabe, learning about the Catholic faith, Chris and Gabe, having so much fun, Chris.